You may be seated. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever into the ages of all ages, amen. These, uh, this uh, gospel that we just uh, uh, read and heard is uh, the end of the Sermon on the Mount, uh, or at least the end of Matthew chapter 5 or the end of Luke chapter 6. And uh, we find there verses that we, a lot of people find very difficult to apply in their lives. In fact, sometimes they make us question the legitimacy of all of Jesus' teachings when he says things like, love your enemies, do good to those who spitefully uh, use you and pray for those who, uh, who spite you and so on, right? And so sometimes we find these things a little bit hard to swallow, to say the least. Um, I think I, I, I want to give a, an overview of this passage and then really focus on the last couple of, uh, of verses, especially seeing as we're celebrating the Feast of St. Moses this week, and he is really a living example of, of the last couple of verses. What Jesus is telling us, basically, like if you take that whole passage at the end, he's telling us to live graciously, to live graciously. What does that mean? What is grace? Grace is an undeserved gift. Grace is an undeserved gift. It's when you give a gift to somebody that they clearly and categorically do not deserve. And that's how God treats us. Grace and mercy are different, similar but different, and forgiveness. These things are all very similar uh, and they run in the same vein, but they're all slightly different characteristics of the person of God. Grace is when you get what you don't deserve. Mercy is when you don't get what you do deserve. I deserve a whooping. God is, didn't punish me. That's mercy. Not only did he not punish me, he made me a son. That's grace. We don't have time to go into it right now. But in the prodigal son's story, the, the father runs back to the son. The son is getting half of his speech out. The father, not only does he not punish him, he says, bring out the sandals ring and the best robe and put it on him. The best robe was a symbol of the, the birthright. And the birthright was not necessarily given to the eldest son. Often it was, but it wasn't necessarily given to the oldest son. And it was not always assigned at birth. Take the example of Jacob and Esau. Jacob was the younger son. He ended up with the birthright. And the birthright was assigned later. It was not assigned at birth. The birthright gave you a double portion of inheritance. So if you had, for example, two sons, the inheritance was divided three ways. The, the birthright son would get a double portion and the other son would get a single portion. Suppose you had four sons. If you had daughters, they don't count. They don't get anything, right? That's just how it was, right? But if you had four sons, the inheritance would be divided five ways, right? The, the birthright son would get a double portion and each of the other sons would get one portion each. The birthright was a big deal. The prodigal son had fouled the, the, the family name. He had done despicable and unspeakable things. I could explain to you at length why it was 
a, a, a catastrophe of colossal magnitude that he sold his portion of the inheritance. His portion of the inheritance, the inheritance was what was land. Land was given to them by whom? By God, the promised land. Then it was handed down from generation to generation. He took the gift that God gave him. He sold it. He took the money and used it. Well, we don't know for what, but the older son says for prostitutes and, 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 and foul living. What should his father do to him? He doesn't punish him. That's mercy. He makes him the birthright son. That's grace. That's grace. And so Jesus in this whole passage is telling us, live graciously. Love your enemies. Pray for the people who use you. Be kind to those who are unkind towards you. Treat people the way you want to treat them, not the way that they treat you. Treat people the way that you want to treat them. If somebody cusses you out, do you want to cuss them back? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Do you see yourself as a potty mouth? Do you see yourself as somebody who that's just, that's your usual MO? You just go around swearing at people, giving people the finger? That's just the kind of person you are? Okay, go ahead. But if not, if not, why? Treat that person the way you want to treat them. Don't let somebody else dictate to you how you're going to treat them. Jesus is telling us, live graciously. Now, why? Why would I live graciously? Like what? Based upon what? Based upon? Based upon the grace and the mercy that I have received. We don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to wrap it all up in the life of St. Moses. St. Moses is often pictured carrying a big bag of sand. He's often pictured carrying a big bag of sand. St. Moses, as you may or may not know, our patron saint, somebody who lived at the 4th century, some people say he died in the, in the beginning of the 5th century, but roughly, that helps you to place him, um, was Ethiopian or Nubian, was uh, a horrible man, He's a, a man of enormous size uh, and uh, was a, uh, you know, a slave in his master's household and was terrible. So terrible, he killed somebody or stole something or broke, destroyed something. His master just couldn't take it anymore and he threw him out. Most people say that he killed one of the other servants. He bent and became a raider uh, and, and a bandit and, and a, in the desert and committed horrific crimes. At one point, he wants to know the true God. He hears a voice from heaven telling him, go to the deserts of the north. The monks there know who I am. He goes, he meets St. Isidore. He has a complete life change and becomes vicious in his spiritual life. Becomes so fierce in his spiritual life, in his asceticism, in his prayers, in his prostrations, in his vigils, staying up all night praying. That his spiritual father tells him, slow down, you, you are taunting the demons and in a moment of weakness, they will kill you from, from the amount of jealousy and hatred that you're stirring up in them by the fierceness of your spiritual struggle. He didn't listen. He didn't listen. And for that reason, we call him the strong saint Abba Moses because of the, the strength and the fierceness of his repentance and his return to God. Some of the monks later on elected him to be a priest. He became an elder of a community of some people say 500, some people say, some sources say 1,500. Anyways, a large community. At one point, one of the brethren was, was caught in sin. 
And so they called Abba Moses. Now he's an old man. They called Abba Moses and they said, Abba, come and sit in the council for us to judge this brother. And he wouldn't come. And they called him, come and he wouldn't come. Come and he wouldn't come. Come and he wouldn't come. Finally, because they kept calling him to come, he got some people say a bag of sand, some a barrel. These people write the stories, but it doesn't really matter, right? And with a little hole at the end of it, in the back of it, and, and put it on his shoulder. So old man, I don't know if you ever tried to carry a bag of sand. I, I, I got a couple of sandbags for my daughters to make a little sand pit for them in the backyard. These, these tiny little bags are this big. They're 18 kilos. I like... I couldn't, I, my, my, I busted my back carrying three of those. I can carry anything for the rest of the week. This guy's like in his 80s, okay? He's like in his 80s. He's probably about 120 pounds, thin as a wisp from fasting. And he carries this massive bag of sand. Think of the message there. And with a hole in it. And the sand is trailing behind him. And he walks to the council and they say to him, Abba, what are you doing? Let, let us carry the sand for you. What, what? He says... Here I am bearing my sins and they trail behind me for all to see and I come to judge my brother. They disassembled the council. He, he, he humbled all of them by his humility and they disassembled the council and they had mercy on the brother and they said to him, go and sin no more like Jesus said. And so St. Moses' kind of claim to fame is non-judgmentalness is non-judgmentalness. Judge not that you may not be judged. Judge not that you may not be judged. And the end of today's gospel is for what, what, with whatever measure you use, it will be measured to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. The good news I have for you is that, is that the gospel is, is telling you and telling me that your inheritance in heaven and the measure of your life with God is not the cards that have been dealt to you. Maybe you've been dealt a really lousy hand of cards. And in this game, you know, if you have no face cards in your hand, we don't redeal, right? The hand of cards you get is the hand that you get in life. And maybe you feel that, well, you know, I am pretty sarcastic to people, but that's because people have been mean to me. And I am kind of pushy, but that's because I was bullied all through high school. And I am, you know, the gospel is telling us enough, enough, enough. Look to the grace of God. Look to the goodness that He has poured out to you. Look to the kindness that He has poured out to you. And be the person that you want to be by His strength, not by your own. And treat people the way you want to treat them. Not the way that you feel your life has forced you to treat them. Be gracious. Live graciously. And deal with love. St. Augustine, when he's commenting on, on this passage, he's saying, with whatever generosity you use, gener that same generosity will be rendered back to you. With whatever gift you give, that, give, that giving will be rendered back to you. And he applies this to the poor. He says, find yourself a poor man and be his granary that in your day of hunger, you may find a granary to feed you. A granary is like a thing they store grain in, right? God is telling you and He's telling me good news that He has empowered you and me to live an active life, not a reactive life. 
to be the person that you want to be for Christ and to live graciously. And your reward is already prepared for you. Your reward is already cut out for you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. God will measure to you. Not just a measure. He'll measure to you and shake it and press it down and try to fill some more. It's good news. It's good news today. It's good news today that you can be patient with people who are impatient with you. You can be kind with people who are unkind to you. Go, take the word of St. Augustine. And I'm saying this to myself as well, but I'm saying it in the imperative to all of us. Go today, find a poor man. It doesn't have to be a homeless person on the street. Yes, homeless people on the street are great. I love helping homeless people. Uh, and you all know that. But can be any po- poverty in any person. Every person has a poverty. Every person has at least one poverty, if not multiple. One person is poor in money. Another person is poor in time. We all have a poverty. Find, ask, pray, God, show me, reveal to me the poverty around me and be yourself, be to the people around you what they need you to be. And your reward is already prepared for you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your bosom. Glory be to God forever and ever. And I've sinned, forgive me my fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters, please pray for me.